welcome to the first episode of Prima Donna, a comedy by yours truly, Nigel Holloway, performed by the Concept Players Theatre Company. If you've listened to our previous podcasts, you'll be familiar with the members of the Off the Wall Theatre Company. If not, let's join some of them now as they wait their turn to audition for the group's next show, constructively using their time to fine-tune their audition pieces. Smell that coin. Call. Heads. American. Whether it is nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune. Heads. French. Or to take arms against a sea of troubles. Heads. German. And by opposing Enzem. Heads. Chinese. To die, to sleep, to sleep, perchance to leave. Heads. Uh, Irish. Is this a dagger I see before me? Italian. Oh, for goodness sake, give it a rest, you two. Uh, no, 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 that should be... Uh, for goodness sake, uh, give it a rest, you too. Okay, give it a rest, you two. Haven't you got anything else to concentrate on? No, we've no idea what we're supposed to be doing, actually. No idea at all. But surely you've had some thoughts. What part are you going for, Barney? Oh, anything, really. I haven't got a clue. No, no, me. What parts are there, anyway? Don't ask me. How should I know? I did hear there were Greek gods, though. Don't know, me. Might be Roman, I suppose. No, definitely heard something they say Greek. Of course they're Greek. It's Orpheus in the underworld. Really? Well, we'll have to do it in Greek. And we got to Greek. I don't think so. I was just about to call it when she interrupted us. You don't have to do it with a Greek accent. Why not? Because it's English. I thought it was French. It was, originally. Yeah, I told you we should do it in French. No, you don't do it in French. You do it in English. What sort of English? English, English. Ah, but where from? What about Liverpool? They had the cavern, that was underground. Aye, <laughs> passage and butty like Jupiter. Aye, right, we'll do our kid. You don't need any sort of accent. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. Well, no tricks now. We won't be at a disadvantage if we do it with an accent. How about London? They've gone underground. Maybe we should do it Cockney. OK, now you're being silly. So what accent are you using, my love? I'm not. So how are you going to impress them? Through my brilliant and totally original interpretation. Which part are you going for? Jupiter's wife. Who's she? Uh, Jupiter's wife. Well, who's he then? Chief God. Any love scenes? Not between Jupiter and his wife. Figures. So anyway, who's this Orpheus bloke? Oh, there's no love scenes between him and his wife either. Ah, true to life then. (laughs) So Jupiter is not the part to have. Not for you, my love. Wrong voice, I'm afraid. Okay, so who else is there? Pluto. A dog? Sort of, if you're dyslexic. What? A god. Oh, yeah, it's very funny. God of the underworld. Is that good? Oh, he seduces Eurydice. Sounds like my sort of part. Kills her. Drags her off to hell. Really? Where he has his wicked way with her. Ah. At his leisure. And who's playing Eurydice? Well, I expect Sharon will get it. She's the only one with the cat in hell's chance of singing it. Sharon? Yes. 
And bearing in mind the state of our relationship, be very careful about your next comment. Sounds a very dramatic part. Full of all powerful, all-encompassing emotion, yet with the opportunity for nuance and subtlety, pathos and sympathy, great scope for characterization, for... Having it off with Sharon. Uh, No, no, of course not. Don't be ridiculous. Last thing I would have thought of. Uh, Just seems my sort of part. Yeah. You'd be good as Jupiter, Barney. Would I? Yeah, it would suit you down to the ground. Right. That settles it. Jupiter for me, Pluto for you, Richard. Of course, the auditioning committee might not see it that way. Oh, I'm sure I could convince them. Now that I have the essence of the part, what about you? Oh, I'll be fine. Have you read the script? Of course. Richard? Yeah, a bit. Really? Well, no. Have you got a copy? Yes. (laughs) I'll just take a quick look then. And me. Oh, here you are. Where is Sharon? She's on our way. I expect she'll be here any minute. Barney, you're next. Right. Here we go. What are you auditioning for? Jupiter. Break a leg. Right. What are you doing? Being the god of the underworld. Really? Ha <laughs> Why do you play everything like Long John Silver? No good? Rubbish. So what would Pluto do? Don't ask me. What do you think? Well, I suppose being in the underworld, he'd look up and see people on Earth. He'd spend his time looking up girls' skirts. Typical. Hello, you two. Right, Aggie? (laughs) What was that? He's practising being Pluto. (laughs) Sit down, boy. Sit Roll over! Not that sort of Pluto. Uh, I didn't think so. It was just so realistic. The long ears, the idiotic expression, the desire to please. I was looking up your skirt. Nice knickers. No, you weren't, darling. If you had been, you'd have known I wasn't wearing any. Christine, what the hell does all this have to do with Orpheus? He hasn't got a clue how to play Pluto. Do you know? Never played Pluto. All I know is he's a lecherous, unprincipled Lothario who will stop at nothing to seduce any woman he fancies. And when he's had his wicked way with them, he throws them over without a second thought. I suggest you play it as yourself, Richard. Thanks, Aggie. I love you too. Think nothing of it, darling. So what are you going for, Aggie? Public opinion, my sweet. What's that? Well, who knows? That's the charm of Orpheus, dear. You can make it into anything you like. I once saw a projection where public opinion was Margaret Thatcher. Oh, and then there was another where it was played like a nine-foot pink penis. And another where it was a chorus of sun readers. Really? So what are you planning? Well, much as I fancied the enormous penis, I rather thought the horsey look. Tweeds. Princess Anne, perhaps. That'll be a turn-on. From anyone else, that would sound like sarcasm. From you, it can only be the truth. So how should I play Jupiter's wife? Hmm. Well, I suggest that you capitalise on your assets. Low-cut bask and stockings, I suggest. Very sexy and assertively suggestive. Hang on, I thought you said she hated her husband. Oh, she does. But she can't get enough of shagging all the other gods. Oh, never mind, lovely. You get to seduce Sharon. No, he doesn't. What? What? What do you mean? Well, no, he never gets to do anything on stage. It's all suggested. Ah. Whereas Jupiter gets to make love to her, dressed as a fly. 
Off stage, I suppose. Oh, no. In the middle of an aria. Eurydice hits a top C when they reach a climax. Sounds like you missed out there, Richard. And I want to change my mind. I want to audition for Jupiter. All right, Richard. I shouldn't really tell you this, but you'll have to be very good. Barney seems perfect for it. Oh. Right, Richard. You're next. Jupiter, you said. Uh, But I haven't had time to read it. Sorry about that, but you did say... Break a leg, darling. (laughs) That'll teach him. Sharon not here yet? No. Where can she be? Dunno, but she'd better hurry up. How'd it go? Not bad, really. So what did they get you to do? Read some lib, sang something. What you sing? Well, I didn't know anything from Orpheus, so I sang Never on a Sunday. Why? Well, it's the only Greek thing I know. Could have done Zorba's dance, I suppose, but there aren't any words. <laughs> you really haven't got the idea at all, have you? Mm. No, not really. But they seem reasonably happy. I think desperate might be the word. Yeah, more like it. Yes, it is. Yes. What? Oh, my God. Where? Where? All right, all right, I'm coming. Now. Yes, now. What's the matter? Uh, Sharon, she's had an accident. Got, got to go. What sort of accident? The car, she's in hospital. I've got to go. I'll come with you. Uh, but the audition. Oh, sod the audition, I'll come. Uh, but... Come on, let's go. Uh, ring me. Yeah. Oh, no. What? Sorry. What's the matter? Where's Barney? Sharon's had an accident. What? How? I don't know. Car accident. They just left. If you run, you might catch them. Right. Oh, I, I hope she's all right. Was it serious? Don't know. He didn't really have chance to say anything, but from the tone of his voice and the way he shot off... Oh, I hope she's not badly hurt. Oh, so do I, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. Oh, so what can I do? Well, nothing, really. Just carry on as normal, I suppose. Christine's gone with Barney, so the auditioning committee won't see her today. Well, that just leaves you... Oh, it seems so. Shall we get on with it? I'd better tell them about Sharon. Well, there's nothing to tell yet. No need to panic until we know something definite. No, I suppose not. Jack will be really upset. Come on, let's get it over with. No, they said she's going to be fine. A few cuts and bruises, but the main damage is her ankle. Oh, and her wrist. Broken? Yeah. Nasty. Is she in plaster? Oh, they were just about to do it when I left. Any idea how long it takes to mend? No idea. She was a bit out of it, you know, with shock. Mm, I can believe it. Barney okay? Yes, surprisingly. I suppose it's to do with being a policeman. He must see a lot worse than that every day. Mm, Whose fault was it? I don't even know how it happened. Car's a mess, though. Richard was fascinated he'd never seen an airbag before. For some reason, he thought they were pink. And they're not? Well, this one was blue. Richard probably thinks they're colour-coded, depending on whether it's a girly car or a man's car. Yeah, something like that. (laughs) Trust him. So where is Richard? Oh, he's just parking the car. He'll be here in a minute. What about the audition? Oh, I've rung Jack. He wasn't worried about the audition. He was more concerned about Sharon. Oh, it'll be a bit of a blow if she can't do the show. Oh, she'll be fine by then, I'm sure. Don't be too confident, dear. These things can take a long time, especially if it's complicated. I hate to say it, but it would probably have been better if she'd broken her leg. Much simpler to deal with. Thank you, Dr Doris. Have you been watching Casualty again? Don't say that. Don't say what? Doris reckons ankles can be complicated to fix and she'd been better off with a broken leg. Ah, right. Well, they both sound awful. 
Oh, I'm sure she'll be fine. I must go and see her tomorrow. Have you got a ward number? No, not yet. I'll let you know when I find out. What did Jack say when you told him? Say? Did he mention the show? Well, no. Should he have? I suppose not. It's just that Sharon's the only person who could sing Eurydice, and Jack must be thinking that he either has to cancel or find somebody else. No, I see. I wonder what he's thinking. He's probably only concerned she's all right, don't you think? Oh, yeah. It's just that I know how he reacts, and once he knows she's going to be all right, he'll start to worry about the show. I'd better give him a ring. Oh, I didn't expect to see you so soon. There was nothing else I could do. They gave us something to make us sleep till morning. Then they told me to go home. What's the situation? Well, they'd had the x-rays back and her ankle's a mess. Broken a couple of bones in her foot as well. It's very painful. They said it could be a good few months before she's back to normal. She's broken her bone in her wrist too, but that's not so bad, they said. A few months? I did say, dear. Yeah, she's really upset. They put her out of the show. We guessed... I'm sorry about this, Barney. Hmm. Do you know, she was feeling guilty about letting you lock down. Oh, that's Sharon all over. You tell her we don't give a toss about the show. It's her we care about. Yeah. Look, she's going to be fine. Well, so long as she's okay. They didn't seem very concerned over her injuries. They said she was still in shock, but they expect that she'll get over it pretty quickly, but she's stuck in hospital for a bit. Well, that's the last time I say break a leg to anyone. I'll drink to that. So what happened anyway? How did the accident happen? You wouldn't believe me if I told you. Why not? Because it's so silly. Silly? She ran into a tree. Why is that silly? It's not the tree. It's what she swerved to avoid. Are you going to tell us or do we have to guess? You know how you're not supposed to swerve to avoid cats? No, I didn't know that. It's because they don't have licences. And that's why you have to report running over a dog. Yes. So she's trying to avoid a dog? A sheep. Ah, uh-huh. tricky decision. She said she couldn't possibly play a shepherdess in Orpheus knowing that she'd run over a sheep. <laughs> she hasn't lost her sense of humour then. <laughs> Talking about sense of humour, I know some sheep jokes you can tell to cheer her up. I don't What think. do you call a sheep tied to a lamppost in a Welsh valley? I don't think so, Richard. Le- don't think so. <laughs> what? Le- Enough. I don't know that one. It's a le- Richard. Tell me. Richard, don't you dare. I'll tell you afterwards. Okay. Oh, for goodness sake, you lot. Don't be so prissy. We all know it's a leisure centre. No. What's the matter? I thought it was the other sheep joke he knows. Now I feel really sheepish. Oh, oh no. I don't understand. So which joke were you thinking about? Oh, I thought it was the one about when you lost your virginity with her mother watching. Oh, no, no. And her mother said... No, sorry. Yes, you do. And her mother said... I don't know that one. I don't understand. That was the first episode of Prima Donna, performed by the Concept Players. Prima Donna is the third of a series of plays about the -the off-the-wall theatre company to be recorded as a podcast. You can find the other two, Big Idea and Ripping Off Angels, on iTunes, as well as on our website, www.com off-the-wall-plays.co.uk We hope you had as much fun listening as we had making it and we look forward to your company for the next episode. (laughs) 